You're listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience, hosted by me, Anna Parker Naples. I'm taking you through the journey of writing and publishing my first historical novel, focusing on the history of women at home in Britain, the Bletchley Park girls, the factory girls, the Wrens, the Wafts and the Land girls. I'll be sharing with you the challenges of the research, the learning and the writing struggles as I celebrate with you the women at home in Britain in the 1940s. Hey, it's actually a few weeks since I sat and recorded one of these to share with you some of my writing journey. And yesterday I saw pop up on my phone that episode six had gone live where I was talking about the first three weeks of my course at Faber Academy. Oh, and I felt so nostalgic. We finished a week, just over a week ago, and... I felt a little bit bereft and heartbroken, so much so that I actually haven't managed to write a single thing since we finished the course a week ago. And I know that time's coming as we go into some into summer, the tail end of the summer term for the kids. My life is so busy. And I was noticing that in my writing accountability that I managed to do, I think, for 60 days straight before I had a break. What I'd actually done was the time of day when I would normally have exercised or meditated, which are really important for my sanity and my physical and mental health. What I realized was that I had dropped those things in my determination to write every day. And I need to find a better way to manage those going forward. If I'm managing to write, but I'm falling apart or my health isn't being looked after, then that isn't the right thing long term for me. So I've definitely shown myself that writing on a regular basis makes a phenomenal difference to pushing forward with the story. I haven't yet, because of how busy the rest of my life is at the end of term, I haven't yet found what that new piece is going to be like. I'm really excited because I'm actually the first week of the school holidays. We're going up to stay in Scotland. We stay in, my parents have a a really cool caravan on the edge of a cliff, pretty much. Really cool spot overlooking the, what's it called? The Firth of Forth, Firth of Forth Bridge we can see in the distance and looking round a bay and it's so beautiful. And I know that my kids are going to be out playing. They're going to be visiting their cousins, swimming and kind of looking after themselves to a certain extent. So I will have at least two or three nights, if not most of the week to myself to really focus on writing. And I feel as though the last few weeks of the course, I was understanding much, much more what this book is all about, what the core story is. And as I explained to you right at the beginning of sitting down to write this book and starting Faber Academy, I didn't really know the whole shape. I didn't know what was going to happen. And now I do. I understand that this is actually a much more emotional piece, a much more personal piece, and actually much more of a women's history, if you like, much more connected to what's going on in the outside world. And unintentionally, this book is spotlighting some huge socio-political issues that are going on currently. So for example, I was about to sit down and write about a pregnancy and how it feels to become pregnant, single, potentially to consider abortion in an environment where that's illegal. And you are shamed, shunned and ostracized to some extent just for inquiring about it. And as I was going to sit down to write that particular scene, it was just as everything was changing in America and I felt a huge sadness for what's going on in the world. And 
that then felt like it wasn't the right time for me to sit and write that. I know that when I do write that particular scene and go to my story with those particular brushes, if you like, that it will be a much deeper, more raw thing that I'm writing that has actually much more potential impact and makes it a much more pertinent piece. But I hadn't expected that level of emotion to come through me around that particular topic and for my book to be an important vehicle for addressing some of that. The other thing, in the last couple of weeks of term, we were focusing on how when we are making pitches to agents and publishers, agents in the first place really, what needs to go on our application, so what the cover letter needs to include, what the hook needs to be, when in what kind of scenarios that's used and also then writing a very short synopsis of your entire story without it being a blurb that might go on the back of a book to entice a reader to pick it up. This is much more giving the agents and the publishers the entire gist of the story or certainly the core story. And I can't tell you between myself and the rest of the group how many revisions we've done. It must have taken me something like six or seven hours to write 300 words because when you've got a story that's between 70 to 100,000 words and you're trying to condense it down to this watertight tiny little thing that represents your story is actually incredibly difficult and every word every phrase matters and I felt that because that we have deadlines around that as part of Faber Academy as part of the course we are included in an anthology that gets sent out to all of the agents uh, in the UK and on Faber's list and quite a few of the publishers too and they get to see just the first 1,000 words of our story and they need to be as watertight as possible. And many of us still haven't finished our books as well. We haven't even finished draft zero. And as you're writing, more and more stuff is coming up. But yet we've got to start pitching soon. We've got to start getting this ready for the anthology soon. So to a certain extent, the last few weeks of writing actually slowed me down I wasn't able to progress with the story because I had to create the hook and the synopsis. And my goodness, it was so hard. And what it has made me do is see the through line of the whole story, actually what this shape is, actually where it fits in the genre. And so when I get back to writing it now, I already know what the whole arc has to be and consequently, which characters and subplots have to be removed because they're not important enough to the core story, which then sort of leaves you me with a, a sadness to some extent and a decision as to whether those are characters that go into another series that sits alongside this book or not, or whether that's just, I don't want to say dead material because every time everything you write, everything I've written is drawing me forward to the end product but when you've poured your heart and soul out into 30 or 50,000 words that might focus on a particular storyline and then you know that's not right any longer that it's a little bit hard to let go of that so it's been really fascinating seeing how you can craft a story in a sentence that has to show everything to the agents and the publishers where it sits on what kind of category it goes in what authors it might sit alongside what the headline is essentially And then this synopsis where you're blow by blow telling them what happens, what the setting is, why it's important, why it matters, what the comps might be. And comps, in case you don't know, are comparable titles. So, for example, you might say this book might be enjoyed by readers who like such and such book. And you normally give at least two of them. Uh, And if they're a little bit off the wall, you might want to describe what qualities it was about those books 
that are similar to yours, why that might be a way for agents and publishers to think about your book in particular terms. Also, of course, you're trying to get across your writing style. You're trying to get across the importance of your story, why this is a story that needs to be told. And that (laughs) 300 words is super tight. And actually, as you then approach agents as well, obviously, that's for our anthology. Some want 250, some want 200, some want 500. So there's always going to be this kind of working document where we can add a little bit more in and take a bit more away. So when the course actually finished last Tuesday, we had a bit of a party. We've been very lucky in that amongst a group of 15 people and then with our tutor, Shelley, who's been amazing. I've learned so much from her and she's agreed to come on my podcast as well. Even though right at the beginning, she wasn't sure that I should do a podcast about writing a book. She thought I should just give the time to writing a book. She's going to come on and have a chat with us about her experience of teaching in this field. And seeing so many talented authors nosedive and not complete their book. So we're going to talk a bit about that and what she sees makes the difference between whether someone makes it, in inverted commas, or not. So I hope you'll enjoy that conversation. It might be a little bit towards the end of the summer because I need a break. I'm about to go on holiday. I've got some amazing trips coming up, each of which is going to allow me to write even more. But my goodness... The Faber Academy course has been phenomenally good. I wanted it for community, connection, knowledge, confidence in my writing, hardcore feedback, which I've definitely had. I've learned so much. There's had to be a certain level of vulnerability and resilience, actually, but it's been phenomenal. And I hope over the next few weeks, when I have got a little bit more time, I'm going to be able to take my portable recording studio away with me and just fill you in on filling some of the gaps about what we've covered and what it's got me thinking about in terms of my novel. And if you're writing a novel and you're listening to this, I'd love you to reach out to me, just probably Instagram or Twitter. I've actually, I'm just about to turn my Twitter over to a non-businessy worky account. It will still be Anna Parker Naples with no S because there weren't enough characters. I'm going to start getting that ready so that um, I'm more of an author than an entrepreneur over there. So I've got a place that a lot of agents and things uh, might see me. So that is it for today. I will speak to you very soon. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And yeah, it feels for me like this is a new beginning now. It feels like a gargantuan task, a huge mountain ahead of me, not only to complete the book, but then to begin this whole process of of meeting agents and publishers and taking this from creative dream and creative vision to actually a product. And so I'm sure I'm going to have all sorts of stories to tell you. And very soon I will start bringing on some guests as well to celebrate with you the whole publishing and writing industry. So that's it for me. Take care. I hope you've enjoyed this and listen in next time. Thank you for listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples. Let's make sure we celebrate these incredible women at home in Britain in World War II.